running 100 miles seems impossible, and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100, the podcast for beginner ultra runners. I'm Jacob Bateman. Joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. And joined along with us as our guest today is Yoga Mike. Now, I met Yoga Mike running a 50K that included 13,000 feet of vert. We ran quite a bit of it together until on the second half of the race on a 7,000 foot climb, he left me in his dust. And I knew that we had to bring that man on the podcast. Now he just ran the Wasatch 100 mile race this past September. That goes through the Wasatch mountains here in Utah with over 20,000 feet of vertical gain throughout it. And he actually didn't finish. He got 97 miles through So Yoga Mike is going to share his experience of what went wrong and going to share how just one or two minor issues can end up being catastrophic on a 100-mile race. Now, Yoga Mike is a kind, genuine man. He's ran multiple 50-mile races. He's ran multiple 50Ks. He's a great ultra runner, and you best believe that Wasatch 100 won't be his last 100-mile race. So enjoy this episode, guys. Yoga Mike, thank you so much for joining us here on Trail 100. We've, you know, we've met you at a couple of the Twila Trail Racing series. Yeah, Yoga Mike is our bud. Yes, and we are excited oh, here. Oh, excited you. to hear your story and your running story because I think that you, from what little I know, have a pretty cool story to share. So, <laughs> Yoga, Yoga Mike. When I met you, you had this goal to run the Wasatch 100-mile race. You were already signed up. You were in the middle of training for it. But I know things probably started way before that. So I guess, let tell me, what led to you wanting to run a 100-mile race? Uh, just wanting the, the challenge and the, the goal of it. Like, I, when I got back into running about five, five and a half years ago, I had that goal of seeing where my limits are. And so I'd keep pushing and pushing and uh, and challenging myself with my runs and having a disciplined schedule of when I'm running and pushing myself to be better that I could do it. And so I've had the goal to do Wasatch for a long time. Like it's, it's been on my bucket list to do. And so I finally got to a point of that, oh, I can make this a reality. I can actually do this. And so put in the training and the effort to make it possible. So how long was it on your bucket list for? I don't know exactly. I think like it was my goal about the time I was getting back into running after being out of running due to injuries and 
other issues of, of life, but definitely for the last five years, it's been on my goal to do a hundred miler and okay. specifically wanting to do Wasatch. That being a local around here, it's been on the, when I realized I could train and get to that point, it's been on my goal to, to do it. When did you realize that you could make that a reality? About three, three and a half years ago. Like, did something happen that it just clicked in your mind and you're like, oh, this is something that I could actually do? Like, what what caused the mindset shift? I don't know any specific thing that caused it, but I guess just in my running that I was doing, but also having a more sense of self-esteem that I can accomplish things. And so it kind of just all encompassed and built together. So it just increased confidence over time and you realized you could do it. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, if anyone thinks about a hundred mile race and you've only run a 5k or something it's completely overwhelming and and yeah you build up to it. Yes, yeah you obviously got to build up to it so why do you run in specific because there, there's lots of ways to increase self-confidence you know and to find challenges in life like why running for you well running especially even as a kid like i ran all the time as a kid I think I did my first race like first mile race was like eight or nine years old that I ran my first first race and so in high school I did track cross country and running to me has always been just a just a part of me I mean I grew up literally being made fun of and being called Forrest Gump because of how much I ran in in elementary school. Since well, you have I a was, Forrest Gump beard, so. Yeah, I've, I've got the look now, definitely for <laughs> it. <laughs> for those of you listening, Yogan's Mike's got a big beard and long hair, so he's got a doubt. So I I really would like to hear about your your Wasatch 100 experience as it was your first time running 100 miles and you chose a animal to do to do that with with all the vert that you deal with in the Wasatch 100 how because okay spoiler alert for our listeners you ran 97 miles and ended up getting pulled from the course what led to that I guess and then and then after that, like, how were you feeling about the experience getting so close and not getting the buckle? Right. Oh, uh, the race started out fairly good. Like, I started the race feeling actually really well. But the issue at the start of the race I had, I got s- stuck in the conga line going up Bear Canyon and... I think mile four, because of how slow everyone else was going, took me about almost 35, 40 minutes. Oh, no. And so it 
took a damper and and it's a single track area there was like no space to get by or anything and i had to wait in for a couple miles to finally get a gap to get ahead of that large group that was going way too slow for why didn't you start just like pushing people over <laughs> yeah, it's not quite in my nature but <laughs> i'm just kidding i can't see you doing that you can like <laughs> right so, like so like rise, but... gentle mellow person you'll ever meet <laughs> yeah well thank you <laughs> and also kind of a side note with that is all those runners that i was with there didn't even like most of them dropped even before the halfway mark wow with well, it was it because of the smoke because it was a really smoky year i know a lot of people yeah yeah almost almost half the field didn't even finish with Man, the yeah. with the race yeah and it, it had the highest yeah. drop rate with it yeah that that smoke affected a lot of people i had one one buddy that had a drop at the first aid station because of how bad the smoke was Ooh. that's terrible yeah so yeah i got got through that or whatever and finally got past the crowd and was able to start doing my pace with it and that it was going really well. I mean, went through the first aid station feeling really good. And shout out to my friend that was working the aid station and had a ginger beer for me. And <laughs> that that was really nice to have at the at the race. That's one of my go-tos. Nice. <laughs> and I had that goal in mind. I'm like, okay, I just need to get to where I'm with my pacers. Like, okay, I just got to get to, I just got to get to Big Mountain and then, then I'll have my pacers the rest of the way to my pacers and crew the rest of the way. So I had that in mind and got to Big Mountain in, e even with what happened with Bear, I got to Big Mountain in the time frame I wanted, like in, of like my dream goal finish. I was on pace for that when I got to Big Mountain. What mile is Big Mountain? 50K. Okay. It's about, okay. It's about the 50K, 31, 32. And what was your dream time for Wasatch? Sub 30. Okay. Okay. And I uh, got there and got up with, met up with my crew who did an amazing job through it and was it was a different experience it was actually the first race i've had a crew support me on on any race and not used to being the center of attention kind of <laughs> you are <laughs> that, kind of the superstar huh yeah having all these people here to support me was took a lot to yeah it meant, meant a lot to me on on having that of and then ran with my pacer, Janelle, and we made our way to Lambs Canyon and was still doing really well at that point. And then got to Lambs Canyon at dusk and 
left about sundown. So just when it was starting to get dark is when leaving Lambs Canyon. Okay. Still, still feeling quite good and was still kind of on pace with with my goal and got through Lambs Canyon in the dark with uh, my great buddy Scott who has paced multiple people in that section from Lambs to Brighton. He he loves doing that section. So when when he knew I signed up for it, he he volunteered right away to everyone on that section how are you feeling at that point on that hard section in the dark were you doing okay how were your spirits my my spirits were were fine i mean i for me i don't mind running in the dark like and a lot of people who really know me and i guess follow me on strava will see that sometimes I'll even start a solo run at like three, four in the morning. And, yeah. and it, it's just kind of who I am. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, a, that's a good thing to enjoy as an ultra runner. <laughs> yeah. Most people do not do not like that. I know I do not like running in the dark. I'm like, there's yeah. nothing to look yeah. at. This is so boring. It's like running on a treadmill. <laughs> but it's so quiet and peaceful. It is, there's a, there's a stillness with it that, that I enjoy that gets away from the hustle and bustle of the city and just, there's a stillness and especially since nobody else is out there. So there's no other noise out there than your footsteps. Mm, yeah that's a good point that is a really good point there is something a little bit magical about running at night it's true so at this point you're like you're feeling good you're on pace there is there no doubt in your mind that you're going to finish you're like oh this is awesome running 100 miles is easy i mean i wouldn't say it was easy but yeah i'm like oh i've got this i'll i'll be able to to get through this yeah i'm like okay and even when I pass like the furthest I've ever ran, I'm like, oh, I can do this. And I had to make the joke to the to my pacer. I'm like, okay, Mr. Frodo, I go any further. This is the furthest I've come from the from the Shire. And so <laughs> I was still feeling well. Pace had definitely had slowed down, went went slower at, at the night with it. But was still doing good. I mean, I was not even close to feeling like I had to rush to make the cutoff times for the aid stations and all that. I was still doing really well with it. No real major issues, just kind of kept a steady pace with it. And the pacer I had was definitely good at like okay let's just keep this pace let's do this and he was very on top of making sure I was taken care of and needed what I needed with it and dealing with the nutrition and all of that good pacers yeah (laughs) and then got to got to Brighton so kind of my strategy throughout the race also was with the aid stations 
I would take a longer break when I had my crew, but then like the other ones, most times I was out within five to 10 minutes on mo almost all the other aid stations, if, if not even quicker. Some of the aid stations was pretty much in, in and out with, awesome. with some of the aid stations. So that was, that was kind of my plan is like, okay, I get to my crew, take a longer, longer break and having them help me out and then keep going. So at Brighton, took, took probably the longest break with it, about 20, 25 minutes. And then I got back out there with the new pacer. Good and that's like that's like mile seventy-five, right? Brighton. Uh yeah. Somewhere in the seventies, right? High seventies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, low seventies. Low seventies. Yeah. So I'm doing okay, going a little slow, and then around mile eighty my foot started really bothering me and with my ankle and so come about sunrise I'm my pace has slowed down significantly and was still trying to go but at a slower pace and was just trying to push through it my foot had completely swelled up oh, no. was still just trying to grit through it and then it just got to a point that it got too much and I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna go and I always just started even though I'm in all this pain would bomb the downhills like I was booking it down the downhills that my half the time my pacer couldn't even keep up with me i'm like you know what? we know that you were bomb on the downhills after you and jacob did white pine <laughs> <laughs> so you decided that the so that switch flip that was like i'm i'm in pain this sucks this is bad but i'm just going so you decided yeah. that the pain would be worth it yeah it, exactly it, it just clicked in it's like you know what i've just gotta do it and kept pushing through pushing through even had a few other runners that i would was passing they're like what is going on they're like how are you even running right now <laughs> right <laughs> they're like what is going on with with him with it and then kept doing that pretty much walking the uphill and going as fast as I could on the downhill up yeah, until up until about mile 92 where you have the last pacer exchange and okay. so I switched pacers to another friend cat that was going to lead me the last eight miles to the finish and still in all this pain and trying to keep going but was still on the pace I was even going I was still 
in the time frame to make the count off to finish. And I was still online to, to still be able to finish even pretty much had I had to walk the whole thing. My, my walking pace was fast enough that I would still would have finished. You could smell the finish line. So you're like, this is in the bag. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in pain. Everything's going okay. And then we get going. Then somewhere along the way, we get off trail and end up way off trail. Oh. And... And I and ended up on a really treacherous like ATV trail that was all chewed up and it destroyed my ankle. It destroyed my foot. And so how did that feel when you realized how off trail you went? It broke me. Because I knew that I'm not going to make it now. Because at that point, I was literally, when we had to climb, because we went down this treacherous trail and then realized we had to go all the way back up it. And I'm literally hanging on my pacer, like my arms wrapped around her shoulder with my trekking pole on the other hand, literally crawling like an old man trying to climb back up. Oh my God. But yeah, it, it, it broke me. It broke because I knew I'm not going to make the cutoff now. Yeah. So how long did it take you before you realized you're off course? So we ended up probably a mile, mile and a half off. Okay. And then and having to turn a lot around. Of work. Yeah. And then had to turn around on, on this treacherous trail. Sounds like everyone's worst nightmare. So then I'm guessing you climbed back up the trail then got to the last aid station and then you were there past the cutoff. Is that how it worked or how did, how did it go from there? So we did finally find the trail and literally right as we're getting onto the trail, the sweepers are coming through. Um, and so the, the sweepers helped us out, gave me more water and stuff because I had ran through all of what I could and couldn't really eat anything at that point and kind of helped us to get to the aid station, which was at, I think, 94 and a half was the aid station. So like my official drop was at the 94 miles but i did 97 miles with yeah, yeah. with your with a going off course and yeah. having to drop at the last aid station 
and and filling out the the form it, it broke me i was falling i mean having this as the bucket list and working towards it and put years of effort into it and to have it crush yeah literally the finish line in sight yeah that's... Well, that is tough that is tough i can't i can't imagine what it would be like to have to you know to be to have the plug pulled on you you know that close to the finish i guess you know you talk about how it broke you you know because this you had your heart set on this goal you know for so long and you were so close to reaching it um i guess how do you mentally like come to peace or how did you how have you or have you come to peace with this experience and i guess what are your takeaways from something like that i, ca I can't imagine so like, we want to know like how do you recover how did you cope? Yeah. yeah how did you cope how did you recover from this uh, i mean it did put me into a dark funk and depression for a while i'm gonna be honest with it but really I just kind of, and this is what's kind of helped me dealing with depression as is, is I kind of went back to my basics and kept my routine and structure and discipline. Cool. So it's doing what I know I need to do, even though my mind is saying don't do anything or doesn't want to do anything, I know I need to, to do it. So I, after my foot had healed, I kept teaching my yoga classes, kept running, kept doing what I needed to and putting myself out there, volunteered with one of the Tooele races and just keeping myself doing things. So I guess that's what's helped me the most is having that discipline to know that like okay this is happening even though i'll have the depression and down times and but also putting a limit to that downtime and it's like okay today is your off day to sit around and watch tv play video games and anything but tomorrow you're getting up and running 12 miles is kind of what helped me get back up with it. and and also i've been blessed with lots of friends and support and a lot of a lot of people reaching out and 
just being there. Yeah. For him. Wow. Yeah. Can we replay everything you just said? I yeah. think there was a lot of. Ooh, I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. I just think there's so many life lessons in that. So sticking to your routine, being disciplined, self-care, doing the things that you know you need to do, even when you don't want to do them. I think that's such a good life lesson when you're down in the dumps. Stick to your routine. Keep doing what you mm-hmm. need to do and, and it'll pass. You'll get better. And I love that you didn't give up, that you kept trying and and you kept running. You when you couldn't run, you volunteered at the races, you still showed up, you were there, you participated the best way that you could. And I I also love the tidbit of putting a limit on your downtime because rest is important. That's a part of self-care, right? Recovery is so important, but you can't just play video games all day, every day. Like let yourself have those moments, but then like you said, get up and keep going. I think, oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. And I like, you know, just to play off with what you said, I like how you you talked about, you know, the support system that running's given you around you with people. I was I was listening to another podcast. I I like football. And so I was listening to this football coach talk and he talked about how one of his goals was to be uh to be on an undefeated team. And he, ta- ta- he talked about all of a sudden, you know, one year it happened. He coached an undefeated team and then he like checked it off the list and was like, well, I guess that's it. And I, I guess it made me think about running a hundred miles almost. And the I know. After race blues. Yeah. Yeah. The after race blues a little, but then, you know, how he talked about, he's like being on that undefeated team. Actually, he's like, it wasn't about being undefeated he's like he looks fondly back on that team because of relationships that he built right and and he's like you know and the people i was with that was were pushing together and helping one another out and it made me think about when i cross when i did the u100 this year when i crossed that finish line it was almost like well, so I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess I get a stop now. That's how it was for me, Yoga Mike. You know, but now then, you know, we did a race recap and, you know, in our, one of our previous episodes where I talked about, you know, the point where I knew I was like, I knew I, I wanted to quit at one point. And when I, I what kept me going was the support, the support system of people that I had around me during that race and also just people that had sent me encouraging text messages. And I was like, it just blew me away. And I remember, and that's what I remember the relationship that were built. So. Wow. That's awesome. Anyways. I, I mean, I, I know it's, I know you feel disappointed about the finish, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's amazing your story still because you gave it all you had and there's no reason to to you know be embarrassed or to be ashamed when you gave it all you had you know oh and right it, and it, and it and it took a good buddy of mine who who has ran ultras and done 100 and like 200 milers and he pointed out to me he's like you didn't quit you timed out it's like you didn't quit. You would have kept going 
had you been given the time? And I'm like, yeah, fair. <laughs> I'm like, it, it kind of took, that's when it kind of clicked of, for me of getting out of that deeper depression with it is, is no, you didn't fail. <laughs> you pushed as hard as you can and would have kept going. And that's what matters that you give it all you got. Yeah. Because imagine how, you know, you would have felt had you just, you know, ah, this is too hard. I'm going to pull the plug, you know, you know, because, yeah, well, I, I think. Well, what, what I was telling those last two pacers while I was in that pain, my phrase was victory or Valhalla. Victory or say that again. Victory or Valhalla. And what does that mean? Well, it's either I'm going to have victory or I'm going to Valhalla. What is Valhalla? <laughs> Val Valhalla is the Vikings afterlife. Oh. <laughs> so victory or death, basically. Pretty much, yes. Victory or Valhalla. Okay, there's another t-shirt idea. <laughs> That's awesome. Next time Yoga Mike runs Wasatch, everyone quits on victory or Valhalla shirts. And Viking hats. Well... I mean, a lot of people ask, like, right after, are you going to do it again? And I'm like, absolutely. And That's so I've actually, I've already put in for the lottery for next year. So I'm hoping I get in again. So, yeah, I want my revenge. Oh. Redemption run. And that run is going to taste so sweet. Like, it's going to be even yes. better than if you finish the first time. Right. Yeah. I I am so excited to see you go at that again that's going to be awesome thick, beautiful story i love it <laughs> so a little bit of a side note question here getting away from wasatch why what how did you gain the nickname yoga mike yeah we do we definitely have to go in there i'm glad you asked that so it came from it started with one of the run clubs that i'm a part of the Flying Irish. And little side note, I teach yoga and meditation. So I'm a certified teacher. And that's kind of how it how it started. And also at that time in the run group, we had I think three mics. And so uh. <laughs> Also created a little differential of which mic, and I became Yoga Mike, and it's as stuck with my running nickname. And no, nicknames just stick. <laughs> if there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Do you like the nickname? Because some people don't like yes. their nicknames. I think it's cool. No, uh, no, I love it. I mean, it's, okay. and I mean, it's it's so so. Being a Mike, people could yell at, yeah, go Mike at the race. I don't know if they're talking to me or the guy next to me. Yeah. <laughs> but when they yell at Yoga Mike, I know exactly that they're talking, they're meaning me. Dude, I think we all need like racing names, kind of like how strippers have stripper names. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's your ultra running name. <laughs> right. So 
I'm very, I've done probably, I could count on probably two hands, actually, the amount of yoga sessions that I've done. So I'm not very well versed in yoga. Tell me why you love yoga. And also, what does it do for you to benefit you like mentally and physically? Uh, so I enjoy yoga because... I mean, one, starting out with it, it does have that challenge. Like, I love challenging myself and seeing what new limits in all aspects of my life. But yoga is very relaxing for me. I mean, e even if I'm doing a hot power yoga class, it I can shut off that monkey mind or shut off the depression for that time like all i'm hearing is the when i is doing the movements that the the instructor is giving and my focus is on that and how my body placement is that i'm not thinking about the depression i'm not thinking about relationships or anything else it's complete focus on just doing the yoga it keeps you present yes so how how does yoga and also meditation i i imagine meditation is a very powerful tool for ultra running that how does yoga and meditation help you in ultra running so <laughs> I attribute, especially with the ultra running, as to why I can run at the level I am without any major injuries. And also my quick recovery. I mean, even even after Wasage, I think it was like two weeks later, I was doing like 20 mile runs. Even after that, because of, I would do the physical therapy and the yoga while healing my, my foot and built it back up at a quick pace that I'm able to go run again a lot quicker. I think that's so cool. <laughs> so, so important. I, I also... Do you feel like with meditation, do you feel like that has taught you how to control your mind? Does it help you get through the pain cave moments on your run because you have more control over your thoughts and feelings? I mean, one of the big things actually that from meditation that has helped a lot with running is breath work, of doing breath work mm -hmm. meditations. And so one of my go-tos when I'm in that pain is actually to focus in on my breath and control my breathing and do different breathing te techniques while I'm running. And so that's been a huge help for me that I can push through a lot of pain or or you're realizing that, oh, I'm breathing too heavily. So start taking deeper inhales and 
holding it as long as you can and then exhaling it out would help calm you, but also help with the heart rate wow. as well. That is cool. I All ultra runners should do yoga, meditation, and breath work. Also, I think you are such a cool human. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just want to, before we let you go, Yoga Mike, as you know, this is a podcast for beginner ultra runners. So you, we know, you know, half the battles on race day, but also I wouldn't say half of it. I'd say a third of the battles on race day, but most of the battle comes before the race day with your training. So just like a few technical questions, I guess, for you, like, what have you found nutrition wise of uh, what works for you on those, you know, when you're out there on the all day runs, what agrees with your gut and helps you to keep going and running okay. at a good speed? Well, that could be a podcast episode on its own. <laughs> yes. Yes, it could. We just, we just want to hear a brief <laughs> overview of what okay, you found well, worked and what doesn't work. So what doesn't work for me is commercial gels. So I actually make my own gels. Wow. I, I make my own goos. I and just how my body is, I do make a lot of my own food that I use while while racing. And wow. so so I'll make like scones and uh, one of my go-tos that's a little different is I'll have a have the PB and J, but I'll add spicy pickles with it. <laughs> that is such an ultra runner thing to do. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but it's so good when you're on that long run and having the that spicy pickle helps a lot. I mean, it's. It's interesting for me is because I went into like competing in races a little different than most that I was doing a lot of solo runs. So I was used to supporting and carrying everything I needed. Like I'm used to like, okay, I'm going to go out for 10 hours or so on my own. And it, it took me a while to even get used to using aid stations. <laughs> I feel like we can relate to Yeah, that. we were like the same way. Yeah, I just, my advice with it is make, or yeah, use what works for you. So what works for me is a lot of carb-based. Like I have sandwiches, I make scones, and at the aid stations where I had my crew for Wasatch, I had made a quiche and would eat a couple pieces of the quiche at the aid stations. Nice. So classy. <laughs> so I just would, yeah, and, and have my go-to. And then dealing with the, kind of dealing with the stomach, I have, I'll carry Pepto-Bismol Chewies like the chewable Pepto-Bismol and ginger tablets is what I'll use 
when my stomach is starting to get upset during the run. Mm, that is so good to know. I feel like I feel like hearing what other runners do is so helpful. It's just good to have more ideas and things to try. You did mention those chewable Pepto-Bismol things. I think yeah. that's genius. I think we need to try that, babe. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll be a good option. Especially after hearing your 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 story from Dead Horse. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I have a lot of gut issues to work on. <laughs> yeah, I actually Yoga Mike just ran the Dead Horse fifty, and Mel, which same race Melody ran. For our listeners out there that are listening, and uh, I remember Yoga Mike, you came across the finish probably like an hour before Melody. And, and I was telling you about, you know, I'm like, yeah, she's dealing with gut, gut issues. And I remember yoga, Mike immediately Pepto-Bismol chewable tablets. I, I should have, I should have done it. Cause you, you mentioned it at the last Tooele race. I should have done it. Yeah. Yeah. Should have listened to you, yoga, Mike. <laughs> it's on, it's on the experiment list now. Yeah. Right. And then also another technical question for you here with your peak training for your training for your peak training for wasatch like what were you like i guess averaging on like miles per week and how did you find time or to fit in like the big mileage weeks what was your strategies to try to get those big mileage weeks in so a lot for me is I, I realize because I work a job that I'm on my feet and doing a lot. So I've learned to count that as part of my training. And my average week while training was actually 40 to maybe 60 miles was I love at, it. at my highest for, for it. So, and... Uh, getting the long runs, I have kind of a added benefit that I work four tens, and so I have a three day weekend every weekend, and so awesome. So I would get my two long runs in on Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, or something like that. That I would get those long runs, and plus. Time-wise, that's also part of the reason why I would start at like three, four in the morning, that I would be done early afternoon and still able to do whatever else I need to do. Makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, because, yeah, we've talked about that. When you start later, a lot of times your whole day is then shot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, the discipline, get up, get out of bed, get it done. You won't regret it. Yeah. Until three o'clock when you crash, then you might regret it. <laughs> <laughs> so last thing before we let you go, Yoga Mike, we ask all our guests that we have on the podcast, what would be your main piece of advice to a new ultra runner who comes up to you and says, I'm going to run a hundred miles for the, I signed up for a hundred mile race. What advice do you have for me? is i mean it kind of of goes back one of my greatest quotes and kind of been my motto while going through all of my own training is comes from the quote comes from jocko willicks 
and the quote mm -hmm. is discipline equals freedom yes yes i just listened to that podcast like <laughs> last week and it has changed my life i went and bought a bracelet that says discipline on it i decided uh -huh. discipline is my word for next year great podcast i'll put that yeah. in the show notes yeah I discipline equals freedom and it's and it literally is true that you want to be free discipline yourself push, push yourself and be disciplined i mean i've gone to a point with my life that and having that confidence now from being that disciplined that I know if I put my effort into it, I could do whatever or run whatever race, but it took years of discipline. I mean, years I, of, okay, I'm getting up at three, four in the morning and going for a 20, 25 mile run. Discipline. Yeah. You won't be able to do it is discipline and consistency, having a consistent routine with it. And really listen to your body. Listen to what your body's telling you. I mean, a, a good example is this week. I was this last weekend, I was planning to do a long run with, with some friends. Yet Friday, I did too much and I woke up Saturday morning and I'm like, nope, I got to let my body rest. And so, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. So I took the, the rare rest day. I love it. So, so basically balance. So you're saying a balance between discipline, knowing when to do the hard thing, even though you don't want to, and also knowing when to rest and take a break. Yeah. And me taking a rest has been actually the harder challenge. Usually is surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm horrible at tapering. I'm horrible at tapering. <laughs> You have a runner personality. <laughs> I'm sure most yeah. people who are listening to this can relate to that. <laughs> right. I love it, Yoga Mike. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. You have definitely given us a lot of gold nuggets. I think you have an awesome story to share. We just touched the iceberg on a lot of things. I feel like we could have gone so much deeper. But thank you again. I guess if we do have listeners out there who relate to your story and want to reach out and ask you some questions where could they find you at or how could they do that so instagram one of the play on the on the forest gump is my handle is run yoga mike run <laughs> awesome love it <laughs> so can find me on there or on strava just yoga mike yoga mike on strava yeah, I, and I would highly encourage our listeners to go give Yoga Mike a follow. I do it, and you post beautiful pictures, by the way, from your runs. You. And then also, you always have very insightful 
posts that, you know, that make you think a little bit. So you're a good follow yoga, Mike. I enjoy seeing what well, thank you do. You. And well, thank you. Hearing... Anyways, well, thank you for coming on the podcast today, Yoga yeah. Mike. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Yoga yeah. Mike. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy that you brought up discipline. I feel like that's something that we haven't really touched on in the podcast yet. We've talked uh, about it a little bit, but I, I'm really happy that you brought that in. So yeah, thank you. Th thank you for taking the time because we know you're busy. So thanks for taking the time to share your story and hang out with us yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So once again, a big thank you goes out to Yoga Mike for taking time out of his day and sharing those awesome experiences that he has had through ultra running. I think we all are going to have those races that we want so badly, but something happens that prevents us from, from uh, maybe having it in the time frame that we want it to. So a big thank you to him for being so open and vulnerable and sharing uh, something like that. And we will be cheering him on. To finish that race the next time he gets in that Wasatch 100 mile race. Also, guys, if you can, please give us a review on either Apple or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate it. And also, just thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have a great day. Hey, guys, it's Melody here. Thank you so much for listening to Trail. It means so much to us. I'm really excited to tell you about my coaching business where I help average Joes who are looking for a little bit more out of life do something big to find a little bit more purpose, direction, and meaning. I know what it's like to feel stagnant or like something's missing or like you just want more out of life. I was in the same spot. Jacob and I had just gotten married and we were both working nine to five jobs and we just were like, what do we do now? We, we just wanted something more and we listened to David Goggins book and we decided to sign up for a 50 mile race. And since then we've done fifties, we've done Jacobson, a couple hundreds, I've done one 100 and, and running has changed our lives. I feel like I always have a goal to work towards. I feel accomplished and proud of myself. I feel like I have learned countless life lessons that have made me a better friend, a better wife, a better daughter, a better person. And I want to give back and help you do the same thing. I'm telling you, running can change your life. If you're ready to jump in and sign up for a race, whether it's three miles or 100 miles, I would be honored to help you cross the finish line. If you want to learn more or get in touch with me, go to my Instagram at Pine Tree Running or my website, MelodyBateman.biz. You have so much potential and you are way stronger than you know. Let's find your strength because it's there just waiting to be tapped into. What do you do for work again? I am a coordinator for a company that makes medical supplies. So I run a crew at the very end of the assembly line. Okay. I remember that now. Yeah. I, I liked when you're talking about being on your feet because I, I install floors, you know, so I'm on my feet a lot. And like, I really think like, you know, why, you know, I did significantly, we did a self-supported hundred for our first one and I felt significantly stronger in my second hundred that we just did 
here at you. And I attribute a lot of that to, you know, my first hundred, I was an x-ray tech and I was sitting on my butt all day. And uh-huh. now I'm on my feet all day. And I'm like, I think that actually played a huge role in, in me being able to feel stronger, you know? Yeah. And for people who have a desk job, yeah. like just getting a standing desk or yeah. so you're on your feet more, you know? Even with the paperwork I do, I stand on my desk half the time. Nice. <laughs> you're even, so even though it's not a standing desk, I still just... <laughs> 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 that's awesome 